Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hi, everybody. Jackie Woodside here, the founder of the Conscious Living Podcast, where we are here to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. I love this whole notion of this being a time in our conscious evolution of humanity that we are here on purpose waking up. So thank you for joining us for these episodes that talks just about that. What does it take for us to live consciously in this time, in this era of our lives? Today, I'm bringing to the platform a colleague of mine, Marla Press, who is an expert in a very specific domain of our world that it requires a high level of being conscious. And that is the domain that many, many people fear, public speaking. So Marla Press is the founder of Speaker on Fire Academy, and she's also a life coach and published author three times over. So Marla, thank you for being with us today on the Conscious Living Podcast. Please take a few moments just to say a little bit more about yourself. Thank you so much, Jackie. This is what I live for. I mean, I live for this stuff and I always have. It ha- I didn't have this reawakening where I started living for it my whole life. Mm. Being more conscious, being alert and aware and all of that has been just a part of my life. So is it okay if I start from the beginning and just yeah, those areas sure. that this started when I was 15 and I got attracted for some reason to the tarot. And I started doing readings for people that I didn't know very well. And they'd say, how did you know that about me? Or, wow, you really understand me. And I couldn't explain it. And when I was 16, I was in dance class. And next thing I knew, I was on the ceiling looking down at myself. I actually had an out-of-body experience. And I didn't die to have it. <laughs> right? We didn't even have to go through a terrible crash or a drowning. No, it was just, I was just dancing and whoop, there I am. Whoop. So it was bizarre. But yet I, I've throughout my life had a number of these experiences. So I don't know about the, the listeners out there today and about you, Jackie, but my life was not a straight line. Right? A lot of twists and turns. And I bet a lot of you out there can relate to that. Just being on a journey, your life journey, your career journey, lots of twists and turns. So fast forward to 9-11. And this one kind of creeps me out a little bit. So for two nights in a row before 9-11 happened, I had these violent dreams. And I never have violent dreams. I mean, it's not like me at all. And I had very violent dreams where a lot of people were murdered. Wow. You know, it like freaked me out a little bit. What's going on? And then 9-11 happened. And I I can't explain that. And then fast forward some more years and I was camping. And next thing I know, I'm sitting straight up in my tent and there's fire all around me. I'm like, oh my God, the, the forest is on fire. And I saw the flames 
I experienced it. It wasn't a vision. I actually experienced being in the middle of a fire and I heard the crackle. It lit up the sky. I didn't know what to do. And this went on for like 10 minutes because I kept going back and forth. Is this real? Is this not real? And then it just disappeared. And the next day, I found out a forest fire had started not that far from where I was camping. So what all this taught me is that reality is not always as it seems. And that we have this amazing inner knowing that a lot of us don't tap into. But we have this. And so maybe you don't need to see a fire or predict the future. But there's so many practical things that you can get from tapping into your inner knowing and being more conscious and being part of this collective consciousness. Mm. So I don't, right now, I don't use tarot or any of those kinds of things in my business. That's not what I'm about, but I do use my intuition. Wow. So say more about that. How do you use your intuition and how do you tap into it? Yeah, that's a great question because it's it's sometimes hard to explain in words, but it's an energetic experience. And so what I tell people all the time, and, and so now I'm a public speaking coach, as you said, and to me, being a great speaker is really, yeah, we, we talk about having a compelling story and how to do your pitch and how to use your body language and all of those speaker techniques that are important. But to me, a great speaker and a great communicator in general is someone who has three things. And that is embodiment and intention, and they master their energy. Ooh, let's dive into each one of those. I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. So when I use my intuition, it's because I'm embodied. And I can tap I into how you're using that word embodied. Yeah. So versus dancing on the ceiling and looking down at yourself. Is that? <laughs> and then I was not embodied. But then again, what was I? I don't know. I don't know what you are. Yeah. That one we just can't explain. But when most of us live in our heads, and we've become such an information age, and we're so bombarded with information that we're more and more living in our heads. And I'm analytical. I had to really practice this to get out of my head and into my full body. I see what you mean. So it's bringing the energy down from your head, through your heart, and through what I call your home space. And when I communicate from my home space, it's a completely different communication. What is your home space? I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, so your home space is this energetic place in your body. It's about two inches below your navel and in your pelvic area and a little, a little back from the center of your body. So it's really grounded in this pelvic area. And some people think of it as chakras or some people think of it as dantian, but... I call it your home space because to me, it's that's what it is. It's where you are truly home, where you're not your identity. You're not your name. You're not what you've accomplished. You're not, you know, your to-do list. 
It's the essence of who you are. And to tap into that is magic. Mm, nice. And how do people tap into it to, Im I love that, now that I understand what you mean, that phrase embodied, to, so to move from the head and to actually experience the wholeness of, of your physical being and experience the energy in this place, what do you call it, your home center? Home space. Home space, your home space. So I, I, I love that. And how does that, how do you help people do that? And how does it shift the experience of being with other people and communicating, whether on a stage or otherwise? I'm sure it's a helpful practice even across the dinner table as much as it would be on a stage. It's so helpful with your spouse, if you're on a first date with yeah. your kids. Asking for a raise. It's so helpful everywhere. But it's a very specific visualization and exercise that I take people through because you can't just say, be more present or right. be more embodied because yeah. it's not an intellectual process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to visually take people through the process, through the exercise, and you experience it. And for some people, it, it actually doesn't happen quickly. And other people, they can get right into it. And some people, we have to almost take an elevator down there, like down and down and down to really get in it. Because a lot of us have memories in our body that we're not aware of. And so for some people, it's not easy to get into. But with practice and doing it the way that I show people, it really, really is very, very practical and makes a world of difference. I'm wondering... If it's brief enough, could you do a demo with me now, just so our listeners really get the experience of it? Just do a brief demo with me now. Uh, sure. So you, that okay? Here's how I here's how I do it when I do a free masterclass, or I do you know the short version of it in my boot camps that I have with speakers. We go into a lot of you know a lot more depth with it. But here's the quick version. So how it's really um, so valuable is to do a before and after. So let's do before and after. So Jackie, tell everyone in 30 to 45 seconds or so what you do. Boy, I, I wish it was that easy. Um, I am a coach, a trainer, and I help to raise consciousness on the planet by teaching, writing, podcasting, and coaching. Okay, that was probably 15 seconds, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's an idea. Okay, yes. so 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 get a sense of what that felt like for you, and then for all the people listening or watching out there, just notice how much you felt connected to Jackie, and whether you really got what she did. And now we're gonna, um, as long as you're not driving, let's all do this exercise together. So besides Jackie doing it, let's all do it because yeah, it's so great. powerful. Good. All right. So go ahead and close your eyes. And really feel your feet on the ground. And just notice, we're, we're so in our head, we have no clue what our feet are doing. So notice, are you touching carpet? Are you touching a hardwood floor? Are you on a stool? What are your feet doing? And what are they touching? And just allow yourself to sink further into the chair. Ah, I love to use the word allow. 
really allow yourself, give yourself permission to sink into this place. And then imagine there's roots that come from 15 feet deep from the earth up into your feet. And people picture them as plant roots, or some people are more sensory and they just feel the energy coming up from the earth into their feet. And bring that energy up into your ankles and up into your legs and up into your pelvic area, a couple inches below your navel, and allow it to just fill the space. Bring all your attention to the space where this energy just flows. You might imagine a bowl of honey just rocking, bang, and forth, and bang, and forth. You might feel there's a light that shines from there. This is your place where you are home. It's your essence. It's your place of creativity and resourcefulness. And now bring that energy up into your heart space. And your heart space, it's not your physical heart. It's this energetic space where you have self-compassion, self-love, and love for others. And allow some light to just shine from there. And allow your heart to open just a little bit more and more and more and feel this connection between your home space and your heart space and take just another moment to really enjoy the pleasure of this wonderful place inside of you and in just a moment you're going to open your eyes and speak to us from this place what it is that you offer people. Wow, that's very powerful. Um, I create transformation of consciousness on the planet, creating a world where love prevails and that works for everyone. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful meditation. I could really feel the energy moving from the head down into the body. So I get, I really have a different experience now of that phrase you're using of embodiment. It's really lovely. Thank you for being willing to do that. We hadn't discussed that or planned it, Marla. So you just went with it. And I appreciate that. And onto the other two elements, you talked about embodiment and then two other elements of. Yeah. Can I just give you some really quick feedback and feedback that e, okay. I, I imagine that your listeners are also thinking. And that is the first time when you spoke, it was, I am this, I am that, this is what I do. The second time when you spoke, it's what you're creating. It's this, this you, how you're changing the world and not really I this and I that. So this is what happens. And typically people speak, you know, we don't have much time. We're doing the fast version of this. But typically when people speak from these two different places, the content changes, the pace changes, the emotion changes and the connection changes. So really lovely. I mean, I imagine even like healers and therapists and 
you know, teachers, uh, school teachers using these principles and coming from a much more embodied place. It's really lovely, Marla. I'm so glad that you were willing to go with that. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So let's go on, if, if you're okay with that, let's go on to two and three. Yeah, so intention is interesting because a lot of speakers say, I hate talking to the camera. It drives me crazy. I don't know how to do it. And especially if they're doing a webinar. And, you know, so right now I can't see your lesson listeners, but I feel them. And if I was doing a webinar, I couldn't even see you. So people think, how can I do? And then they, they, they're not embodied and they just don't connect at all. So my intention is to receive the audience, whether I can see any of them or not to receive them and to have a conversation with them. So it's not what a lot of speakers focus on is I have this great information and I have to give it to you and you're going to learn this by gosh. And, you know, and I'm going to go blah, 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 blah. And oh my gosh, it's, it's not a conversation. So even if your audience can't respond to you, so you hear it, have it be so I talk to your listeners, even though I don't see them, I imagine them. And my intention is to connect with them. And intention means so much. And even if you're on a live stage where you absolutely see everybody in front of you, you don't want to be projecting onto them. You want to be giving and receiving. And receiving is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm just using that word. How do you, how do you coach people to receive the, the person that you're speaking to? And again, for our listeners, it doesn't have to be about on a stage. You can receive the message from your spouse or your children or, you know, your colleagues at work. So how are you using that phrase as well? Yeah, it's kind of like the embodiment. It's not something that you can talk about or intellectualize about. So guess what? I have an exercise. Ready? Great. Do you want to do that one too? To receive. Yeah, it's so we, we take you through this exercise so you experience what does it feel like to give? What does it feel like to receive? And it's all energetic. It's not giving to a person. It's not physically giving to a person. It's an energetic difference. And, and also it's about, like I said, just picturing and having the intention of I'm sharing this with you and I want to get you engaged. You know, when, when I do speak, whether it's in, you know, in person or whether it's to an audience that's live or not, I say, hey, stand up or give me a thumbs up. If I can't see them, that doesn't matter. I am engaging them regardless of whether I can see them. And, you know, I'm not one that's, you know, I know it's really popular now to say, put me in the chat, put a one in the chat. I'm not a put in the chat kind of person because that just gets them into their computer. I want to engage you personally and get your whole body excited to be with me in this conversation. So I might say, stand up if you want to stand up as a speaker, you know, stand up right now. So I do a lot of things to involve them, whether I can see them or not. And my intention is to have this back and forth communication. That's the intention versus just, I have to give you this information. It's so great. More relational. I love that. And much more centered. And what's the third one that you were mentioning? Yes, we talked about embodiment, intention, and then mastering your energy. And 
So we've already talked somewhat about the head energy versus the the home space energy and the heart energy. That's your internal energy. But then there's your external energy. So we all have, I call the light globe. And I'm I'm highly trained in the art of presence. And so some of these concepts I'm certified to teach. I didn't make them up myself, but they're fabulous. Uh, they're they're so powerful. So this light globe is the energy that's around you. And people, you know, people say, oh, you know, energy, that's so woo-woo, or that, you know, that doesn't really exist. Oh, yeah. We're all so usually unconscious about it, but we're all affected by other people's energy all the time. And part of it is the internal and part of it's the external. For the external, there's four types of energy. So one is the shrinkers. So people that, you know, whether you're a speaker or whether, you know, you're just talking to your one person one-on-one, people literally kind of pull back and they, they kind of have a quiet voice and they don't speak up a lot and they don't, um, they just don't come from their power. They're shrunken energy. And some speakers are like that. They're very heart-centered and they're wonderful people and they have fabulous messages. They're inspiring in some ways, but they don't keep people's attention because they're shrunken. And the second type is the projector energy. And that's people that are, whoa, they're so entertaining and they're just, you know, people think of them as charismatic and they're fun for a while. They're exciting for a while. But do you trust that person? A lot of times people that are so entertaining get you going, but you still don't want to work with them because they don't have that connection piece. So I help people balance the entertainment factor, the wow factor, and the connection. The third type of external energy is the diffuser. So diffusers, let's use speakers as an example. Diffusers, they don't take a stand. You have no idea what they really think, what they feel. They're never edgy. They're never controversial. They're just kind of, you know, they just want to be liked. And so, you know, they're they're not powerful speakers because of that. It's, yes, we all want to be liked, known, and trusted, but you have to be a little bit more than that too to be a change maker and to inspire action. So the diffusers just don't have good boundaries and they also don't take a stand. So the fourth type of external energy is the healthy energy. So the healthy energy is where your energy is around you at about arm's length. And this is, you know, behind you, above you, below you, it's everywhere and is contained with good boundaries. It's not shrunken, it's not all over the room, it's not diffused, but it's contained and expanded. Beautiful. Beautiful, Marla. That is so great. I want to go to one more thing that you've said that I think you've, you have some interesting things to say about this. You said you're an expert about presence. Tell us about presence, what that means. And again, not just on stages, but as a communicator and how you help people refine or maybe strengthen their presence and what you mean by that. Yeah. So we, we've all experienced people that have presence. So some people will walk into a room and nobody really notices them. Then sometimes they, uh, was Jackie there? I, I don't know. Of course, not you, Jackie, because you have presence. But I'm saying a lot of people, 
They walk into a room and nothing shifts. Other people walk into a room and it could be, you know, a room with just one other person or a meeting or a stage. They walk in and the energy shifts and people notice that person and they get curious about that person and they want to know more and they're attracted to that person, not because of the way they look, but because of this presence and energy. So that's the best way to describe what is it? Because we've all experienced that. And how do you get it? Well, <laughs> that's kind of what we've all been talking about. It's mastering your internal energy, getting out of this head. So people talk about mindfulness mindfulness a lot. It's it's a big buzzword, right? And I'm all for mindfulness. It's, you know, don't think about the past. Don't think about what you're doing now, how it's going to affect the future. Don't think about your to-do list. Think about what's happening now. But to me, that's the first step, not the total package. The second step is getting into this full body presence. And if you can master mindfulness and presence as a communicator, people might not even, you know, you can show up at work and people go, something's just different about Jackie. And I don't know what it is, but something's different. And I like it. It's, I'm curious about it. It's interesting. I've had people say to me, you know, the the quote from when Harry met Sally, I want what she has. <laughs> right, right. That's, That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going you know, it's, for. Yeah. It's something you can't quite put into words, but you feel it. And how do you do it? it it's like an athlete. You have to condition and recondition, practice and practice until it really becomes a part of you, not just do it once. Although... Once does make a difference. As we saw earlier, just, you know, just five minutes can make a difference. But imagine if you practice this and then you, I have exercises, which we didn't do today on how to master your external energy. And when you do all those practices, I got, and then receiving and, the, and you know, there's so many parts to what I teach. It's all exercises. And when I take people through those, they transform and they become a lot more presence and it's joyful. And that's what I'm all about. So my my Speakers Academy is Speakers on Fire. And I love that concept because I really do want to get you fired up about what you do. I want people to enjoy what they do. If you don't enjoy it, maybe pick something else. So get fired up about what you do because a lot of people do dread public speaking. And they, they dread, uh, you know, even communicating, right? Even communicating with your spouse sometimes. Oh, if it's something sensitive, uh, and so I want you to get fired up and I want you to fire up your audience so you're excited to work with them. And a lot of that has to do with your presence, but there's so many other things we go through to create that fire. Really, I love what you're saying because everything you're saying about speaking requires that you be conscious to how you're using your energy, how you're receiving the other person, how you're communicating with the other person, how embodied you are. Your presence really is your ability to be here now, to be in this moment, be conscious and and raise that vibration, raise the vibe in your own experience so you raise the vibe for those around you. So I love this conversation. You are clearly an expert at what you do, Marla. For people that want to get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to find you? Yes. So I have my link tree, which has everything. So it's my free master classes. It's my website, my YouTube, all the social media, it's everything. And that's real easy. It's um, 
Well, you'll, you'll put that in the show yeah. notes. It'll be in the show notes. tree with just my name on it. Um, I have a website, of course, and, and lots of videos. And what I'd love to do, though, is have a chat. That's, that's really where we connect and where I can talk about what, you know, what it is that you're looking for and to see, well, I like to say, see if we're a match so I can ignite your success. Beautiful. All right. We'll drop all that link in the show notes. So Marla, thank you so much for being with us today on the Conscious Living Podcast to help all of us think a little bit more deeply, a little bit more broadly about how conscious we are at the communication interface. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. My pleasure. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today and all your listeners. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs>